Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to freeze. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, stadium's number one NBA podcast. Ben Wittenstein. Zach, Badger House, always in the house. How are we doing? You know, it's kind of weird because today doesn't have any NBA games, yep. which is for good reason, because people are going out, go vote if you can. Make um, sure you do that. And I think that's great, and I think that's awesome. But it's definitely weird that season starts, you get a lot of games, you had... 30 teams playing last night. Everybody in the NBA played yesterday. That was pretty cool. And we're only going to get that one more time this season. I believe that's the last day of the regular season. So it's pretty exciting. Definitely exciting. It's overwhelming is what it was. It definitely was overwhelming because about, what, seven or eight games I may have probably seen, give or take. But outside of that, I mean, it was definitely a cluster. Definitely a big cluster of uh, basketball. What games did you watch? Because you couldn't watch them all at um, once. Well, actually. What games do you have your eye on? Let's see. There was, what, at least. I think I watched eight games throughout the, the whole slate. So I was watching a bunch of games at the same time, whether it was the um, the Mavericks game against the Brooklyn Nets. I watched that game. Pistons game was pretty good. We're going to get into Josh Giddy and why I'm not messing with him anymore. But that's neither here or there. Um, I also watched the Memphis game. Memphis-Boston game was good. Memphis was trying to come back, but uh, they, they didn't really pull it away. I was upset that the Kings didn't pull it away against yeah, the, uh, the Golden State Warriors. They and had I, them, too. That's the I, problem. And they I felt them. like they were cheating. I feel like that last shot, I just saw the last shot again in slow motion. They probably could have caught a foul for uh, Dante DiVincenzo on Klay Thompson. They probably could have gave him the foul for him to shoot three free throws to try to tie the game and bring it to overtime, but they didn't call it. So, you know, you just got to move on, live on with the results. And now the Golden State Warriors are in the willing column again, the winning column again. Yeah, that was a little too long for them to be be losing for for people's enjoyment. I think uh, at some point people were like, all right, the Warriors have to start winning at some point. And they still haven't won on the road, which is really interesting. They can't yes, go on the road and they can't win. They're 0 for 6 with that road record. And they're 4 and 7 in total. 4 and it's 7. It's so weird. It is. Like I said, what like I said in one of the videos that uh, we posted this past week, what's up is down and what's down is up right now in the NBA. I mean, if you look at the totality of things, and especially in the West, like the Clippers are projected to be a top seed. They're not doing very hot. Warriors just won their first game in like, the last what five or six games so that's kind of rough that's a big struggle bus right there yeah and the philadelphia 76ers as we take it to the east eastern conference like they're not doing very hot either so yeah it's been tough and they have an injury right now with james harden who's probably gonna be out at least a month according to our man sham Sharania. so that's gonna be tough too well the interesting thing is because that brings us to one of our one big things of the week it's one thing one thing mm. 
is you mentioned all those teams. A lot of these big market teams are uh, are struggling. Yes. For sure. You get the Knicks, the Lakers, even the Clippers to some extent, especially with Kawhi being out. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, which means right now the NBA, Zach, is being dominated by these small market teams. Dominated. Yeah, it's very interesting because of the Cleveland Cavaliers. We kind of had you know somewhat decent expectations, good expectations with them because of the trade. That transpired over the summer with Donovan Mitchell coming over to Cleveland Cavaliers for Laurie Marketing, which two of these teams we're going to talk about. So that's kind of crazy how it looks like both of these teams made each other better with the trade that they ended up uh, doing anyway over the summertime with, you know, obviously Laurie Marketing playing in Utah now and Donovan Mitchell playing in Cleveland. So when you have all that taking place, it looks like the, it benefited both sides. There were no winners and losers. There were just winners and winners in that trade. So. And he talked to uh, – did you see he talked to Shams, Laurie Marketing? If you haven't, go go watch the video. It's, uh, it's on Twitter, and, and Shams tweeted out as well but you know what he said he said it was joyless at the end of the bulls at the end of his time with the bulls he said it was just joyless well you can speak on that because you know I mean, it you, wasn't you joyful as a bulls, fan, <laughs> as a bulls fan you could definitely speak to that because um and like even i even asked this question too like because i saw some people people were tweeting even bulls fans were tweeting like okay why didn't he do this when he was in chicago and so he said he didn't have any joy here so like what is that what did that say about the time in Chicago during that period in the, for the front office? Like, what did, what did that really uh, say? Yeah, it said the Bulls were a mess and that they probably – they. I think it was still the right pick to make. I think he was the right player to look at, but I don't know if they developed him well. I mean, he had to deal with Jim Boylan. That can't be good for anyone's health, mentally or physically, to be quite honest. And then he had to go through a couple more coaching changes. He had to go through, you know, a rebuild that kind of didn't turn into a rebuild because they ended up trading him anyway. So it makes sense why it was, you know, lifeless for him around Chicago, but I'm I'm happy to see him thriving in in Utah. The, the man's scoring like, you know, over 20 points in a lot of games. He's hitting he's I think he's shooting 88% within 3 feet of the basket, which is amazing for someone like him. He's really improved that part of his game. So I, I'm glad he's thriving. I don't know if Danny Ainge is glad that Utah is thriving. I think he wants him to 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 fold, but I think the first ten games being if you keep winning, I think he's. I, I think they got to just throw it out the window. I don't think they're going to tank. I don't think because you don't think they're going to tank. I don't think so. You like, think it's just, just all gung ho now? You might as well keep. Might going. as well just keep winning because it's like okay, this team is. They've showed you through the first ten games that they're willing to be competitive, and through the first ten games, it looks like you have a guy. Like it looks like Lloyd Marketing can be the guy for Utah. It looks like he can be the all star for the Utah Jazz. But one of the one of the things I do want to emphasize with the Utah Jazz is that one of the main reasons why they've been so successful is because they've been able to be prepared in the cr in the clutch moments, the crunch moments of these games that they've played. Because Jordan Clarkson, he's what out of the fifty five clutch points that the Utah Jazz have, Jordan Clarkson has twenty of them. So he's been knocking down shots in key moments down the stretch of these games, and they're one of the best clutch teams in the NBA, the Utah Jazz. And so down the stretch, you need a basket. You can always count on Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Bryant. That's what I'm going to call him. That's <laughs> so wild. Count on Jordan Clarkson down the stretch. Down the stretch. So That's, far this year. So you have other small market teams. We talked about Cleveland for a little bit. They were on the other end of that trade, of course, and they've been awesome. They have been, they've oh been fun. Gosh. They've been awesome. They've been beating up teams. They – they do look legit, and it, it almost looks like they're – I don't even know if it was a rebuild, but their rebuild effort, their drafting effort, and their trades are coming together effortlessly as one. And yeah. Cleveland looks like a legit contender. Donovan Mitchell, oh, my goodness, dude. He can knock down some shots. And I ain't just talking about no mid-range, no 
three-pointers here and there. I'm talking about he's going to come off the screen, be three feet behind the three-point line, and still knock it down with confidence. I think I saw four of those in the game against the Clippers. I really wish they would have beat the Clippers because they played so hard. But I got to give credit to the Clippers because they fought back in the game oh, like, yeah. down I mean, the stretch. Cleveland I mean, collapsed. They, that was gross. It's like the last three minutes of the game, they just started fading away, the, uh, the Cavaliers. But the Clippers stepped up defensively. Yeah. In that matchup towards the end down the stretch. And I got to give credit to the twin brother Morris, who definitely pulled it, put it away with those free throws at the end. That's the weird thing with the Clippers for me is they the defense you saw at the end of that game, that they could play that for 48 minutes. They should be able to play that for 48 minutes. Yes. And they just don't, which well, is weird. Well, they just had a problem defending the three ball against the um the LA Clippers, which is weird because it's like they don't shoot a ton of them. I mean, they do, but not a ton. Like Paul George, he shoots a lot of threes. He's probably a volume shooter. I noticed that the Morris brother only had like five free throws on the season, so he only yeah, shooting. Right. He's only shooting threes. He's not attacking the basket as much as he should. So, I was really, yeah, I was really surprised about that. Uh, let's see what else we got. I mean, Milwaukee is Milwaukee. They had their first loss of the season against the Hawks. Yep. They they look just as dominant as ever. And what scares me, Zach, is no that Chris. there's what? There's no Chris. Yeah. There's no Chris Middleton. Yeah, that's that's scary. Yeah. And I don't know if that's one of these, like, oh, are they better without Chris Middleton things? We Which going, I don't think they are. Do I don't want to be the one to bring that up. Yeah. And I don't think that's even true in the slightest because in the long run, he's going to be important to that team. Yep. But it's interesting to see them winning so well without Chris Middleton. Jordan Noah, if I'm saying his name right, the kid from uh, Louisville, he's gotten his minutes increased this past uh, this past offseason. And so to see him kind of take more of a bigger role, to be a knockdown shooter and shoot the ball – with a ton of confidence in some of these games that he's played. And I know this player right here that I'm about to name. I know you do not like him, but that's just too bad because Grayson Allen oh, no. <laughs> has played I'm gonna bleep this out. exceptionally well for them, too, in the absence of a Chris Middleton. So, he has. You know. He's somehow improved, which really sucks. I don't like seeing Grayson Allen improve. I don't like seeing him on the court <laughs> to begin with. So to see him actually improving and being a good, well-rounded player, that one hurts. Um, and now, okay, so I don't want people to get mad. I put Portland here. They're a small market. They right? are a small Portland's market. Small they market. are a small market. But they're playing well. And they are playing well. And Dame came back. Yes, and he did. they came back from being down against Miami Heat. They were plus seven last night. I was surprised. They were plus but seven. But you know what? It was before Anthony Simons was, I think, ruled in. That, and I think, I don't I don't see, because when I looked it up, Ben, I wasn't sure if Damian Lillard was going to play. And then I yeah, think it was, was around like, questionable. it was like six o'clock. But I had saw like three, like when I saw it at six o'clock, it was updated for like three hours ago that he was set to make his return in that game. And so they needed him because Josh Hart, I don't know if anybody else is going to trust Josh Hart to shoot the last shot for the game winner mm. outside of Damian Lillard on that team. Jeremy Grant probably would shoot it. Anthony Simon, young bull, he either passing it to Dame or he probably going to shoot it. I don't think anybody's going to pass the yeah. ball to Josh Hart in the corner no. in the last seconds of no the moment. No one expected that for outside sure. Of just outside of Dame Dollar. So kudos to Dame Dollar for trusting his teammate. Uh, let's see. You put Steph Curry. He mm -hmm. went off. Yes, 47 points. That's another one. You know, we do one big thing, but it's just one slash two big things usually. <laughs> Well, this it's is a, a whole few big thing. No, no, I mean, it's the whole big thing. It's the whole one big thing because you know we're talking about all the small market teams, like yeah. all all in the one. So just one whole one big together. I mean, the Warriors aren't really and necessarily a small a small market, but like eh, you said, no. you know, saying Wardell, yeah, forty seven. Yeah, man went off. 
He was going crazy. And they needed every – see, that's what I like about a guy who goes out there being and has a great performance in a, in a crucial game. Crucial game because we know – Years past, Sacramento Kings, not a good team. They don't play very well, no. his, you know, throughout these, what, the last decade and a half probably. Yes, but 2001. Recently, they've been playing very competitive under new coach Mike Brown. I think Mike Brown really wanted to win that game against the former team he used to coach with yeah, in the Golden State Warriors. He came up short, and I was not pleased because they had the game in their hands. Majority of the game, like they were winning. I, if you go and look and see how long they led, they probably led that game a good 42 minutes of that stretch. Maybe more than that, Ben. Wow, that's kind of absurd that they gave up that lead. But that is kind of typical Kings, unfortunately, with the way they have been. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You see them with the lead, and you're like, ah, well, that's not going to last too long. (laughs) That's not going to happen. So good for them for, you know, putting up a fight. But losing to Steph with him getting 47 points, it's nothing to to cry about. Nothing to cry about. Uh, What's trending? What's going on in the world of the NBA and Luka Doncic? Your boy. Nine straight. Nine straight. point games. Who does he join? Oh, man. What's the glorious name that he joins that also had nine straight 30-plus point the, games? Yeah, the Big Dipper, Wilt the Still. I mean, if I can name off any more names, I would for him. But Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt the Still. Okay, there we go. There's one. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's, you know, if you're in that conversation with Wilt the Still, the guy who scored 100 points in a the game, then you're in great company. Great conversation. The guy who had 55 rebounds average on a season, mm-hmm. almost. Well, yeah, 55 in a game, 25 on a season. Like, a guy like that, the be in that conversation being your boy Luca he's in balling man he was he was definitely he made the impressive six he so definitely me, made the uh, impressive six let me just uh let me take a let me take a gander at uh, oh, the he, MVP odds oh, for boy. this season I mean I just want to take a gander where he is he leading the league in scoring yeah. now yesterday you know well this week he's number two he is number two and this week I really needed him to get six and a half rebounds he came up short with only six i ain't gonna gripe on that <laughs> but i'm not gonna gripe on that even though he does average nine assists yeah. nine rebounds leading the league in scoring being i couldn't get my you six know, seven assists but it's fine that, it's fine it's you're not you're not talking nothing to harp that. on that yeah, yeah, yeah nope yeah. well no listen the rebound assist move for luke is usually pretty good it is usually luke, pretty re- re- good. rebounds assists over you're not going to go wrong there. Especially against yeah. a poor rebounding team like the Brooklyn Nets. But, like, again, I'm not going to get into that. That's not going to be my never will I ever. Trust me, that's not what it is. This is hard, though. You look at the Giannis is the favorite. Luka's the number two by Giannis is plus 290. Luka's plus 300. It makes sense for Giannis right now to 9-1 start it, the season. Yeah, you're right. It does. It does. He's just playing you, unbelievable basketball. But so is Luka. Luka's playing unbelievable no, Luka basketball. But scoring, yeah. I would like to see some more wins from Dallas, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's, that's the way he gets in that conversation. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else is trending? Blazers uh, back-to-back. Back-to-back game winners. We're getting Miami, Golden State. That was – but see, okay, I had a conversation yesterday with our roommate, actually, mm-hmm. uh, Abu. Shout-out to Abu. Shout-out. We had a conversation last night in the living room, and we were sitting there talking about the Jeremy Grant shot for the first game winner and yeah. whether or not it was a travel. Did uh, you see the call? I did. It, I could see it being a travel. But okay. I, I could see it being a travel, but in the NBA, that's not a travel. They're not going to call that. Okay. Now, the breakdown, see, I thought it was a travel. He shuffled his feet a little bit for sure. Definitely shuffled, shuffled his, feet. his feet. However, I guess that wasn't reason why they didn't call a travel. Me and Abu was talking about it, and he kind of broke it down like, if you look closely, and I got to go back and look, because I told him I was going to look. So I got to go and look. And um, I was, what was I doing? I was, he was doing this with the ball. So, like, he was tipping it back, okay. Jeremy Grant. And then after that, 
you can see his feet like move and shuffle backwards. But when they shuffle backwards, the ball isn't in his hand because he's tipping it. So it, it all happens so fast. So like he tips the ball. Interesting. And it comes back into his possession. He shoots it. And his feet are all set. It's no travel, and they win the game. And then you fast forward. We just talked about Josh Hart knocking it down. Yeah, right. That wasn't a travel. Yeah, no, that was no travel. All you got to do is catch a shoot. No, uh, pr- no pressure. So here's my thing with the Blazers. I'm glad they're getting wins, and I'm glad they look like a good team. But but, but. it's worrisome. You got to create a segment for you with your butt. But. <laughs> Ben's butt segment. Yeah. Oh, oh that don't need. Okay, you That's said good, that. You want to see it canceled. <laughs> you want us to get canceled immediately. Um. But, Zach, I do worry that, is it sustainable? Because they're not going to hit game winners every time they have a chance at a game winner. That's fair. They get lucky. That's two wins. Could have easily been two losses. The other losses. way. Yes. yes. So, is, is my question to you is, is the Blazers start? And right now, they currently sit at third in the West, seven and three. Is it a mirage because of some of these game winners? They could be five and five right now. Maybe even well, maybe even less. Because is it sustainable? Is is the seven and three Blazers really? Are they actually seven and three? Yes, I'll say so because they've played a few games without Damian Lillard and they were still able to win some of those games. So I will. Okay. So I'll give them that credit. You know, Jeremy Grant being able to step in and produce even more with uh, Damian Lillard being out. Same thing with Anthony Simon and Nurkic and those boys stepping up. You see what Josh Hart's duty knocking down shots in crucial moments. So I mean, in fairness to this team, Chauncey Billups has them playing better defensively. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that too for sure. But. The whole totality of the NBA and the West, particularly being up and down and down is up, it, it, it may be sustainable with the way that everything is. I mean, you, we look at the Lakers. Lakers are 2-8. and eight. They may stay 2-8. and eight. Right. The Warriors, defensively, they may never get right. They may yeah, never get right. That's true. That's been their biggest struggle. Nobody really talked about the Warriors' defensive struggles. They have struggled defensively, and their bench play kind of needs to step it up outside of Jordan Poole. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that. I think – what what was it that you said last year? You you waiting you're waiting ten to after ten games, ten to twenty games, ten twenty games for the for the Lakers. Oh yeah, twenty yeah. No, they for, get, for any like any team. Oh really, any team yeah, any team really like fifteen twenty team. games. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so 15, we'll come 20. back next week and we'll really look at the Blazers. I think and we'll have a good idea. Never will I ever. Another <laughs> segment. <laughs> we, we've got never will I ever. We're gonna get Ben's butts. Like this is turning into some <laughs> weird segment names. <laughs> Um, so something we won't bet, we won't watch, we won't root for again. Yep. Uh, what what uh, you mentioned his name at the top of the show? Yes. So the man with the lovely hair. Oh yeah, love his hair. But what I won't do, one thing I will never do, Josh. Josh Giddy, bro. OKC guard. Man, you my man's. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking you finna go. You know I'm saying to my home state, Detroit Pistons. You finna show out, do your thing, drop some dimes. The SGA. First of all, Shot Gibbs Alexander had like well over thirty points, but I only I think yeah. only like maybe eight of his points were assisted, which brings me to my, my what I'm griping on here. Okay. So my man's I'm Josh excited. Giddy, I needed him to get four and a half assists, five assists. Just drop five dimes. You could check and see how many he averaged. He averaged five being, so it shouldn't have been no problem. But maybe, but see, my problem probably was, see, it was 5.3, which means it's going to be less likely he's going to get five than more likely he's going to get six. Is right? that how you see because, that? Yeah, Interesting. you know, okay. how, that's how the numbers work. Okay. So I'm like, that's so, math right so there. if it was 5.7, 5.8, then I probably would have been a little more confident with the four and a half, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm just, that's just how the math worked sure. for me, you know. I'm but not a math guy, but that makes sense. On the road, I'm watching Josh Giddy, Oklahoma City Thunder. He is playing so timid, so timid. It was ridiculous. Third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, 
the Pistons were looking like straight bullies, just straight up bullying Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Like they were playing way more physical than they were, and it got to a point where the head coach Oklahoma City Thunder he couldn't even keep Josh Giddy in the game, and it, he and Josh was so frustrated, he pounced the ball on the ground super hard and just walked to the bench and did not return to the game. With only like two, three assists, I was very upset. Yeah, that's right. So no that's, more role betting for Josh Giddy. <laughs> you know, I think that's fair. I think you're kind of putting him in a betting timeout. And <laughs> I'm surprised to see the Pistons being that big of a bully team because they are so young. Yep. They're so young. They're so inexperienced. You usually don't get that much fight from that type of a team. So to see that come from them, maybe it was because it was against Oklahoma City. They're also kind of young, so it's an easier team to, to figure out. Maybe I can bully them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I'm surprised because if the Pistons can turn into that bully team again, if they can turn their younger players into more physical players, they're going to be dangerous down the road. Definitely. I like Jay Ivey. I don't know if how much paid how much you paid attention to him. Yeah, no, I do too. But he's gonna he be a star. He's gonna be a, aggressive. He could be a star. Downhill. He yeah. is. He's ready. He's ready right now. Uh, one thing I will never, ever do um, uh -oh. is criticize Russell Westbrook as long as he is still coming off the bench. Because I do want to say, A, he's going to be in the run for sixth man of the year if he stays on the bench for the rest of the season. And okay. B, I think it was a very selfless act for him to say, all right, me starting is not going to work. It's not working for me. It's not working for the team. That's not where I am in my career right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go play off the bench. And I'm never going to criticize someone for being selfless. And he probably extended his NBA career by at least a couple years by saying, all right, I'm okay with coming off the bench now. Yeah, I think it was granted because it gets him the opportunity to play the actual position that he plays, which is the point guard position, which allows him to get guys involved and, and let him play true to himself. Now, the biggest question when he first came into this team last season was, will it work? Will LeBron and Russ work? And for me, I always say, we just talked about it. I need at least 10 to 20 games to really know how this is going to transpire. Basically, essentially being, it probably was only like 17 games where all three of them were in the, game, in the lineup yeah, together. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. Because we got, a, what, I think, only like 11 or 12 last year. Mm -hmm. And I think we got only like eight this year. So, I guess – on my, you know, based off my how I feel and how I usually think about it, you know, based off my notion, the 20 games basically said that it's more fitting for Russell to come off the pine. Yep. And it's more effective and more efficient for him to come off the pine. If you go look at his numbers through the first games where he was starting versus these last few games, him coming off the bench, it is complete 180. Complete 180 in terms of efficiency. Amazing, yeah. I, so I'm not going to sit here and say uh, Russ is bad, Russ is doing poorly because – Hey, he's playing well, actually. He's he's doing a really good job coming off the bench, and I think it was a really smart move on his part for him personally and also for the team. So I'm not going to sit here and criticize Russ. As long as he's coming off the bench, I think it's a good role. I think it's a smart role. But I think you are criticizing the team he played for in this next segment. Guess what you doing? Bring it back. <laughs> Guess the segment we're bringing back for this week? Prison time. Right to jail. <laughs> It's time to throw someone in prison, Zach. Oh I'm gosh. so excited because I'm throwing the Los Angeles Lakers in prison jail. Ward, prison ward over here. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Get in the prison, lock the door, throw away the key because the the Lakers. I'm putting them. I'm putting them in NBA jail. I got to use this. Jail. I got to use this uh, jail free wow, card just first, one time. First but, one of the season. Yeah. You're using to get out of the jail free card. But this is the only the only reason why okay. I'm using the jail free card is because. Okay, yeah, everybody in the NBA media circles are harping on how bad the Lakers are. That's fair. Yep. That's fine. Sure. All that's, all that's true. 
But we're not going to act like being everybody in this California playing professional basketball isn't terrible right now. Like, okay. we talked about, I was talking to my friends about that. Like, every team in California that has a professional basketball team, every city, so both L.A. teams, Golden yeah. State Warriors, yeah. Sacramento Kings, yeah. they're all bad. So we can't just throw we can't throw the Lakers in there without so getting a warrant like for the other three teams. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. We have to check the water that's uh, in California or something because all their basketball teams are just All the basketball poorly. teams are bad. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at it from that perspective, that's fair. I'm okay throwing every other team in there. Clippers have been disappointing. <laughs> Warriors for sure have been disappointing, and the Kings are just – I think they're, they're doing their usual. Yeah, they're the kings. Doing you know? their usual. It's almost just I feel bad for them at this point. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I'll throw the Lakers in prison, though. I'm happy to throw the Lakers okay. in prison. They've been disappointing. They have in and out of injuries. Anthony Davis hasn't been anything impressive. LeBron's just kind of there. It's it's a poorly constructed team, and yeah, people are looking at the moves they made in the past two years to see where they rough. ended up. Like it's I don't know if the Lakers are even going to make the playoffs this year. So I'm throwing them in prison because they have looked. Real bad and real disappointing. And of all the teams in California, they're the worst. Oh no! Well, they're no, the they're not the worst. Sacramento. Well, uh, no, they're the. I would say they're the worst of the most disappointing. Okay, well, that's the fair. Warriors. Sure, little you little could probably say that. Little, little Warriors, can, little finals hangover there for Golden State. I think a little bit. They're coming off a title win. They get a, they get a pass. What about the Slight Clippers? Pass. Do they really get a pass? Clippers, do they really get a pass? You look at that roster. And you tell me, do they get a pass? If I'm throwing the Clippers in prison. They're going to go in like a low security prison. <laughs> I'm throwing Kawhi Leonard into the maximum security okay. prison because he's the reason they, they're bad. He there you go. He came in and out of the lineup. All First right. of all, he's your best player. You don't yes. have him. Yep. Second of all, because he's been in and out of the what lineup. What are the requirements for him to play again? Uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. He needs to you got a full moon. You got to have – it's got to be like $5 beer night at the stadium. <laughs> it's got to be a Sunday night. Specifically, game's got to start at 7.05. You know, everything <laughs> – has to line up. He has to wake up on the right side of the bed. His wife has to kiss him good morning every morning. If he doesn't, he can't play. You know, it's like one of those things. Everything has to line up for Kawhi Leonard for him to play, and he's not playing. Right. And that's the biggest reason the Clippers right now are 6-5 and five is because of him, in my opinion. He's not playing the continuity of the team, the you rhythm of the I, team. You know I agree. So the Clippers have been bad. The Clippers have they, been bad. Honestly, they almost lost last night, and they probably could have lost they last night. They probably should have lost but last But they they're a bad team in general, but Kawhi is the reason they're bad. So maximum security Kawhi. I'll put, I'll put Clippers in low security. They, they see, can get out probation. see, if you put him in max, maximum security, we never going to see him. We <laughs> no. already don't see him. We're, no. we're never going to see him. I don't know, are we gonna, I don't know if we're going to see him. I don't know if he's going to be able to get out. I want, I want to <laughs> see him play like – Five or six consecutive games in a row. I don't know if that's possible for Kawhi to do I need, that. No, we we all need to see that. Like, what's the point? I think Steve Ballmer want to see that. Yeah, I think well, Steve I Ballmer just, need to be. How you feeling? I think that's what he needs to be doing. He need to be tapping knee, that man. knee. Yeah, like how we doing? How we feeling? But I just like, what's the point? Why is he playing professional basketball if he's sitting the entire time? Because by the time, if you're like, all right, we're saving him for the playoffs. How good is he going to be? He hasn't played all season long. How? He's not going to be warmed up immediately. I just feel like they're doing the same thing games. they did that one year when they were trying to, like, not play him and then play him. And then I remember everybody yeah. was saying, like, he was getting special treatment and this, that, and the third when Doc Ugh. Rivers was the coach. And so now it's like, okay, Lou, you're a coach. And now it's the same thing. Same thing is happening. So yeah. they need to get it together. It is ridiculous. On the hotline, folks, again, we are reachable in so many different ways. Just an unbelievable amount of ways. We have a voicemail line that's yes. open 24-7, 365 days a year. 773-273-9088 is the number. We'll put it out on Twitter. 
We'll put it out on our Facebook page, which, by the way, we have a Facebook page. People are commenting. People leaving their NBA takes. Yeah. If you don't want to call in, don't want to hear your voice, you can text the you can text the phone line yes, too. You can, you you can, can also call. message us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you on Facebook. We'd love to hear the hot takes. Twitter, whatever you want to do, you know. Yeah, just search us. We're there. Points Paint at Points Paint is our Twitter handle. Facebook, who knows how long Twitter is going to be around. So Facebook's probably the right place to go. Twitter's going to be around. I don't know why everybody's <laughs> speculating and getting nervous about the, the current owner. We'll or have to start a Tumblr or something. <laughs> a points in the Paint I, Tumblr. I don't even know how to use Tumblr. <laughs> I don't, I don't either. I don't even know if I ever downloaded that no, on my phone. I've but. never been on Tumblr once, but we're going to become a huge <laughs> podcast on Tumblr now. Either way, let us know what you think about the NBA because we're going to read these off. We have some people talking to us. We yeah. have some people giving their NBA hot takes. So what do we have so far? So we got Brandon Harris. Shout out to Brandon Harris. You know, he's out there out there back home in the hometown holding it down. So Up kudos to him for, yeah, for chiming yeah. in. On, Shout out. Yeah, for chiming in on the uh, Points in the Paint Facebook comment section here. He says, Paolo Bancaro, Orlando Magic's forward. Potentially rookie of the year. Yeah. He feels like they're not being talked about enough. Interesting. How do you think? What do you think of that? Yeah, I would say I would say so. You which think I'm so? which I'm kind of surprised. I've heard more about Benedict Matherin. I would I've heard disagree. More about Jay Nivey. I would disagree. You disagree? You think yeah. Paolo is being think talked enough? Think he get enough love? I think he's getting plenty of love. I don't think Benedict Matherin's getting enough. Interesting. Because you sit here, we're on you different say side that. Of Twitter. Yeah, you, you know why? I follow a lot of indie guys on Twitter. You do, <laughs> you do, you do, you did, you did say that. But, but so I that makes sense. I need to follow more magic, magic writers. <laughs> well, not even just that. I just feel like the NBA circle in general is just more so talking about Paolo sure. versus any other rookie. To be honest, I mean, I feel like Jaden Ivey can get some love yeah. with his 16 a game. I feel like Keegan Murray. Yeah, I know it's Sacramento Kings. Keegan Murray, yeah, they're bad, well, they are but he's good. out there getting about eight. Team tonight, but I've been sure. to the master and he don't even start. At least Paolo starts for his team. I feel like these other guys that I got on this list, Jaden, Jabari, and Keegan, I feel like they all start. Yeah. Paolo starts. Benedict Matherin comes off the bench with yeah. his 20 points and five rebounds a game. It's true. So I don't think it's just quite clear cut a runaway for Paolo Bancaro to get rookie of the year. Your Interesting. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's in stone yet I, he's clearly he balling for sure like yeah, 30 a game runner. his last game so i think if anyone is going to get it other than him it'll probably be either keegan or, or matherin i would think i don't not Jaden. jaden has been good i don't think the pistons are going to be good enough so i okay. think that i think that has to be in it a little bit how good your team is yeah and ivy's looked has had some rookie moments i think okay uh jabari smith the Rockets are just like a black hole. It's, Everything goes in and no one knows anything about what's going on with Houston. That situation right there, being is tough because he's coming back from a little injury. He just played against number one pick in Bilo Bancaro yeah. this week. He, he didn't – I wouldn't necessarily say he struggled because he got the win at the end of the day. They got mm-hmm. the win, the Rockets. You know, yeah. Paolo had 30, but at the end of the day, yeah, Jabari had his little three points only with like one for four from the yeah. field. That's fair. That's fine. But he got the win because Jalen Green stepped up. Kevin Porter, KPJ, <laughs> our man, he stepped up. Yeah. And uh, Sagoon, the big oh, man. Oh, yeah, Alperin. Bro, I like him, Ben. He can play. And I think that's going to, like, stifle Jabari Smith's development with the play of him. So, I don't – I don't know what's going That's on, fair. like you there's said, with Houston. Like, there's a young option. Yeah, so it'll be tough over there. Uh, we got Trey Ward on Facebook. Mm-hmm. What do he say? He said, "80, damn near seven feet tall, Ben. There's no way he should have four rebounds. I agree. There's no way. Listen, I'm here for the AD slander. Me too. I Until be, he plays better. Yeah, I mean, I think we should make it a segment. AD slander every day. <laughs> every single week, we could just trash AD because he deserves it. I mean, the guy is should be a Hall of Famer, 
and he plays like a rookie at points. He plays like a guy who's a 15-year veteran at points. Like he has a very high up and down variance, and it's uh, it's frustrating if you're betting on him. It's frustrating if you're watching him. He's just frustrating all around. They need better offense when yeah, it's all do. said and done. Like the Lakers, they need a better offense. They are at the bottom of the barrel in terms of offensive rating. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? Mm. If you could point out one thing based off your eye test, one thing you think that the Lakers are doing well this year, just one thing, you probably be, you probably wouldn't know. I'm, I'm going to tell you. But if you, don't, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you. From my eye test? What do you think they're good at? One I thing. I would say ball movement. Okay. That would be it. I, okay. I mean, they pass, they pass well. They move the ball around decently well. It's that they just all stink, so they can't hit anything. <laughs> no, I can't nobody shoot a rock in the ocean yeah, on that team. So it's, it's real I mean, bad. I think they're moving the ball pretty decently for, okay. for the most part. But okay. that, that's, from, that's from me. I don't know. What, what were you thinking? So defensively is where the light kind of shines on the Lakers. So okay. they're like fourth overall in terms of like – defensive rating or you know defensive possessions or however you want to slice and dice it sure but they're very good defensively and i know that's weird to say because they're two and eight like how are they good on defense and they're only got two wins like, yeah and defense wins games well that's because like being said they, they can't nobody make a basket no if one player could just make one basket on this team if ad could just create more possessions for the team and not get four rebounds i'm glad i didn't put rebounds on my on my tab yesterday oh, on my yeah, ticket that would have been, been horrible that been four bad. rebounds from a seven footer i would have been hot and bothered it sounded like trey war was hot uh, and bothered yeah i don't blame him to be honest <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's rough. That really is. Listen, and honestly, if I'm trying to be a smart better, I'm not touching anything that has to do with the Lakers betting wise. To be honest, I just there's nothing. Consistent not even Brian Brian. Brian Brian gonna get twenty. Uh, not even. Well, he getting twenty. You can put twenty. On the game depends on the matchup. Depends he, how much he wants to win. Well, he gonna get twenty regardless. Interesting. So okay. far this year, he hasn't scaled too far under twenty. He's gonna get no. at least the twenty. You know, he chasing Kareem Abdul Jabbar, that, so you know that's he gotta go out there and average it out to twenty five. Got to do it. Yeah. Even He's in the losses. 27 this See? Year, so, yeah, he'll, he'll be good for 20. So you throw that. You throw a little uh, alt line on, on the That's all you got to do is all you can outline his points. Don't take the point total straight up unless you're trying to go under. Living yeah, right. in the land down under. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Which also, by the way, congratulations on making your first single bet. Oh, my God. Did that, that didn't hit, did that? <laughs> it did hit. Oh, it did it hit. Did. I thought Florida it was Miami. No, not Miami. Oh, it was Florida. Florida. Oh, yeah. that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, well, not see? to you, but it was Florida. Oh, okay, so you won your – I won my first single bet. Yeah, it was What cool. does that mean? It, well, it's it, more single bets no, in your future. No, 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 yeah, yeah. no. I mean, it was plus 100, so it's if it's plus odds, so single bets plus odds, that's it. If it's plus odds, then we can, we can run it up. But I ain't so you're not gonna do minus one ten. No, hell no. Oh that ain't no money. It's no real cheese. This didn't teach you anything. Like five why would I bet five dollars to win five dollars? Because <laughs> it's five extra dollars. No, I need five to win ten. <laughs> if I'm putting five down, I need ten. Oh no. I might as well just bet you then. If I ever bet we go that's like me betting you. Yeah. I bet five dollars just to win five dollars. Yeah. I might as well bet a human instead of <laughs> instead of a computer <laughs> instead of a computer. Book. Yeah, like come on, man. Interesting. I know logic. that thought process may be crazy, may be absurd, it may not be even popular, but that's that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Know, that that's fair enough. Well, congrats on the single bet. You know, more more coming. <laughs> more coming for sure. Long as they plus money for sure. <laughs> and that's gonna conclude this edition of the Points to the Pain podcast, presented by Stadium. I am Zach Badgerhouse. That was my main man, Ben Winstein. And remember, you can follow us on our social handles, respectively, of course. Make sure you know on IG, do your thing and follow us at Points Paint. On Twitter at Points Paint, even on Facebook, Points in the Paint Podcast, and you will hear from us. I know he just disappeared, but you're still gonna hear from us <laughs> next week. <laughs>